But we are taking another look at a Supreme Court of Canada ruling. It was the dismissal of a defamation suit that had been filed by a former Chilliwack School Board trustee. You likely remember Barry Newfeld suing the former union president at the BCTF, Glenn Hansman, who uh, said his claim was that the trustee's comments were hateful. Well, let's talk a little bit more about what this ruling means. Joining us on the line is Dustin Clout, human rights lawyer and counsel to the Community-Based Research Centre and the Canadian Centre for Gender and Sexual Diversity. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me, Joe. We've talked a little bit about this case and how it made its way to the Supreme Court of Canada and this dismissal. What is significant to you about this particular case and how it unfolded? Well, there's a couple things that are significant. Um, One was that it was the first case to really recognize the social context that trans individuals face in Canada, the disparities that they face in terms of increased risk of violence, uh, poor mental health uh, rates, uh, you know, substance abuse, and then also a lack of access in housing, employment, and healthcare. There really hadn't been a case from the Supreme Court of Canada that went into that. But in terms of defamation, it was also quite consequential in that folks can now feel more confident in speaking out against what they perceive to be hate speech, against the LGBTQ2S plus community, or against other communities that suffer from hate speech. Right, because in this case, Glenn Hansman, who has been on this program many times uh, in his uh, former role as he was the president of the BC Teachers Federation, and he was very vocal against uh, Barry Newfeld. Uh, Barry Newfeld Newfeld was opposed to the SOGI part of the curriculum. Uh, He called it transphobic. He called it bigoted. Uh, So what does it tell us then about being able to say things like that and not being being, uh, labeled as somebody who's, who's being hateful or promoting hatred? Well, I think what it says for folks throughout Canada that potentially face defamation prior to this, if they called someone out for behavior they perceive to be homophobic or transphobic or hateful, they're likely to be able to avail of the um, fair comment defense now. There's been qualification. If, If someone is saying something that you think is offside in that regard, you can feel more confident in your ability to call it out as transphobia, as homophobia, as hate speech. Uh, Or if you're in British Columbia or Ontario, you now have the ability to go to court under our anti-SLAP strategic litigation against public participation legislation in those two provinces and shut down a defamation suit even earlier and potentially recover close to your full costs in defending that action. You might not have to go through with a whole defamation action like other provinces that don't have that legislation. Right. And do you think it might promote or, or prompt other provinces to bring in that similar type of legislation so it could protect, uh, sorry, prevent future, say, slap, uh, slap lawsuits uh, trying to kind of muzzle people? I, I certainly hope so. Anytime you have the nation's highest court vindicate this form of legislation and this was the second such case because ontario's legislation uh there were some cases that went up to the supreme court a few years ago about that when the court validates you know the application of this uh legislation it shows that you know there's a public importance to it and other provinces i think would do well to consider similar anti-slap uh provisions that would apply to citizens in their own jurisdiction
And uh, does it also kind of bring forward, I mean, a lot of the, the finer points of this case, and I remember reading through the judgment, one of the reasons that that it was dismissed was uh, Barry Newfeld couldn't really prove that any of Glenn Hansman's comments were, were negatively impacting him. He was still reelected to the school board. He didn't really suffer because of those comments. How do you think that plays into it as well, as far as uh, people looking at this and, and looking at it uh, again as to, to what types of comments would be deemed hateful or would be allowed? Well, I think it's, it's notable. There's the particulars of what was said by Mr. Uh, Newfelt and whether or not that was characterized as, as hate speech. I, I just feel that it, it's going to give folks more confidence to call out stuff that's kind of common sense hate speech. A lot of the stuff that, if you look at the decision, what Mr. Newfelt was saying, it seems quite obvious to folks that what he was saying was transphobic and homophobic. And as Mr. Um, Hansman had said, tiptoed into hate speech. And they, Mr. Hansman was also just noting that, you know, the BCTF had filed a complaint against Mr. Newfeld and was talking about that as well. So it gives a, a, a little bit of an idea of what, if something is common sense or if there has been a previous case that has found hate speech when people have used similar words, folks can now feel more confident that they can use what the court called protective counter speech to weigh in on the public debates over these matters and to try to dissuade folks from saying that hateful speech or transphobic or homophobic speech. And how important is it, do you think, that this case did make it all the way to the Supreme Court of Canada? Because if we look at it, how it went through the courts in, in B.C., the appeal court actually disagreed. The appeal court in B.C. allowed that mm. defamation suit to continue. It's, it's very important, yeah. If, if it didn't go to the Supreme Court of Canada, the B.C. Court of Appeals ruling would have stood, and we would have had less uh, generous access to the anti-slap provisions here in B.C., and there still would be that doubt on folks in a critical time. You know, we're, we're in a time, it's Pride Month, and it's important to, to highlight the developments that our community has, has had in the past. But we're also facing a rising uptick in hateful speech and hateful actions uh, against the 2S LGBTQI plus community. And if we didn't have this recent decision from the Supreme Court of Canada, it would have potentially had a chilling effect on folks' ability to speak out when they see hate speech online, when they see it in other realms in their life. And they would have been potential for defamation suits to be brought if you did call certain folks out. And now, you know, there's, there's greater certainty that a person can use that protective counter speech to, to challenge these uh, unfortunate incidents that we are seeing with more regularity here in Canada. Do you think, though, is there any possibility that this could also lead to uh, maybe somebody stating an opinion that's not hate speech, but maybe you don't agree with it? Wouldn't It's still not okay uh, to call them things like transphobic or, or such if that's not actually what they're doing? Well, it's hard to say, and then we we're really getting into like whether or not something is is defamatory or not. Like every person in Canada has the freedom of expression and should feel confident that they have the ability to call someone out, even if it isn't quite hate speech, but it's something that's inappropriately said, and that you know be ventilated in the court of, of public opinion when they speak. 
It's only when someone takes it too far and undermines the reputation of a person in an unjust matter that defamation should step in. And, and that should be, uh, you know, circumstances should be rare when that's happening. When someone is debating uh, a matter in a, in a public forum and they say something that most folks find objectionable. All right. Well, it's uh, definitely, like you said, uh, a very important ruling from the highest court. Dustin Cloud, thank you so much for your time this morning. Thank you for having me. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone. And for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.